Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and to get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host, Nicole Leno. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Leno, and I am here. I'm talking about a very, uh, a, a, a very like next level topic for a lot of people. I really want you to listen to this conversation. I want you to, to, be looking at your business a little bit differently. We talk a lot about showing up as yourself. We talk a lot about authenticity. We talk a lot about messaging. Um, but today we're going to talk about numbers and we're going to talk about, you know, really making the right decisions for you, for your business, for the goals that you have for yourself. And we're going to be doing this not from the creative side of, of necessarily the creative side of your business of like you showing up as you. Um, I brought a very special guest and um, Danielle Hayden is here with me. She is a, she, she was a corporate CFO. So she's bringing that, the data side of things to this. And this is really a lot of people get into the, into the game of Earn more, earn more, earn more. We're very, we're very into tracking revenue, and she's going to put a different spin on this. And I'm very excited to have this conversation with her. So Danielle is a reformed corporate CFO who is on a mission to help rule-breaking female entrepreneurs understand their numbers so they can gain the confidence needed to create sustainable profits. Danielle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And I promise, uh, ladies and gentlemen listening. Um, I really understand that money is a big topic for for you as a business owner. Um, it's not a topic that comes easily, and I treat that with a lot of respect and um, and just know that I want to make this as easy as possible for you. Yeah, and this this can be sexy. Knowing your numbers be. can actually be sexy. So I, I love want it. I want to. I you know, and it, it's it tells a story, but it also it's. This is where you get to make, when we talk about like, it gets to be easy. When we talk about like really making um, decisions that don't lead to you just working more hours and churning out more product content programs, whatever, um, or, you know, doing more one-on-ones or things like that. Like really having a a profit-driven approach can help you see what moves are the right ones to make that lead to actually working less. making really smart decisions. So I'm excited to have you here. What did I miss in the intro? I only read like a a line (laughs) of your bio. So tell everybody a little bit more about you. Yes. Thank you. Um, So I am the owner and founder of Kickstart Accounting Inc. Um, Our mission as a firm is to help business owners understand their numbers. What I found when I left corporate um, on this mission to help business owners is that I couldn't actually help them understand anything and I couldn't help them budget. I couldn't help them write a business plan because they didn't have bookkeeping in place and they didn't have the foundations and the fundamentals set. Uh, So at Kickstart, we actually help create the foundation. We do all the day-to-day bookkeeping processes so that everything is accurate and on time. Then we can go deeper and say, all right, what do we do with these numbers? How do we use them in our business? How do we make sure that we understand them so that we can use them to make 
better business decisions so that we're not just running into overwhelm, but we are holding our boundaries. We are working, we're creating a work-life balance. We're creating a life that we actually want to live as entrepreneurs. And I truly believe that we can't do that without the numbers piece of it. Um, So I, you know, leaving corporate was one of the best things that ever happened to me, not because I hated my job and not because I hate what I did or going into an office or reporting to anybody. Um, I actually loved what I did and I loved the team that I worked with and I loved being part of the management team and helping grow businesses. However, what I get to do today is help so many more business owners, so many business owners that um, we get to really create an impact by helping you understand your numbers and grow each business. What do you find the most with people who come to you who've never worked with a bookkeeper, like they don't have that. What do you, what do you find the most interesting about that first part of the process? Is there something that you see over and over and over again? Yeah. So it's really interesting. When I left corporate, I always saw money and numbers as very black and white. So I had worked with private equity firms and investors and um, I guess people with money, right? Because they were investing in these big companies. So I always thought of things as data-driven decisions. So here's what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. And decisions were black and white, cut and dry. And what I found since starting this business is that it's not cut and dry at all. Um, there's a lot of emotion that goes into it. And a lot of times when people show up for their first call, the first thing people will say to me is, I'm a mess. Mm-hmm. I'm a mess. I'm not organized. This topic is overwhelming. I don't understand it because I don't understand it. I avoid it. I don't want to do this. Um, mm-hmm. Some people say, I I enjoy the numbers. I enjoy pieces of this, but I don't have enough time because I'm wearing all of the hats. Um, I just had no idea how many people struggled with it. And so I really like to tell our clients and even anyone listening, like, it's okay, right? Like you went into business to do your craft that you do really well. uh, And all of a sudden you're expected to be head of marketing, head of sales, CEO, CFO, right? Like you can't wear all those hats. And so I, I find it interesting that we feel so guilty as business owners, like, oh, why can't I, why don't I know how to do QuickBooks, right? Like, why would you know how to do QuickBooks, right? Like, why right, would you right. know how to do that? <laughs> it's not your zone of genius right. and it doesn't have to be like, you can hire somebody. And I have certainly been guilty of that too, where I remember going to my accountant and just being, and saying those same words, I'm, I'm a mess. I'm so sorry. It was like apologizing. And she actually came back to me and she was like, oh, you're so much better than most of my clients. <laughs> and so it, a lot of times it's, it, you're, it's, it's not as bad as you think, but there's so much shame. And from an energetic standpoint, from a mindset standpoint of how you view yourself as a business person, like we get what we identify as. Um, if you have shame in the money department, it's going to impede your ability to earn and hold the money that you want to hold. And you're probably going to make decisions from a place of lack in alignment with you being a mess rather than with you being a totally together, smart, savvy business person. And, and it's because you don't know and you're avoiding. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we had this client a few years ago and one of my favorite success stories for her, mm-hmm. she came to me and said, I need you to help me learn how to operate my business at a loss. Like I'm struggling. I don't understand. I'm bringing in revenue, but I have no cash. I don't know where it's going. I'm definitely operating my business at a loss. I said, okay, hold on. 
we did what we call a catch up and a catch up means that we pulled, this is like October, November timeframe. So we pulled all of her transactions from January 1st, all the way through October 31st. And we did the catch up. So that means we, we create the chart of accounts, create the income statement, pull all the transactions in and look at a clear picture of what she did year to date. And we found out that she was making a profit. Hmm. So the problem was that she was an LLC and she was taking a lot of owner's draw. She was doing some personal commingling. And so she didn't have the cash in her, in her checking account. However, she was profitable and she was going to have to pay taxes. Hmm. She wasn't prepared for them. And she was going into the next year with a scarcity mindset. She wasn't planning on investing any money. She was actually thinking about going back to work for somebody else. And because we worked with her to show her that she had a profit, where she was making money, where she was spending money, she doubled down in her business, right? So the next year she went in with a place of abundance, Mm -hmm. spent a ton of money in marketing and networking and going to conferences and professional development and coaching. And she poured into her business and poured into herself because she was was operating from a place of abundance now. And now we're four years later, she is like quadrupled her business over time. Um, and she's just this really beautiful success story in that she was operating from a place of abundance or from a place of scarcity because she didn't know it was avoidance and, and ignorance. I did that once. I was like, I'm sure I'm at a loss. And when I ran, I didn't run them at tax time, thankfully. Like I did, I, I did go through it, but this was a few years ago where I was, I was, I was scared. And I was going through the numbers and I was like, I thought I was at a loss and I was like, oh my God, I'm making money. And you know what? It changed how I, how I viewed my business. It changed. I was like, oh my God, I'm profitable. Oh my God. I didn't know. And then, then it made it less scary. Then it was like, that was a big turning point for me of saying like, it's my job to know my numbers. And to me, like I always come back to identity. If you're identifying as a mess, who's operating in loss and you're going to make decisions from that place, like you were saying, and you're going to you're going to pull that into your experience. The mess, like up leveling, is is the act of I always say like up leveling is the act of energetically and physically cleaning up your shit. So energetically aligning with what you want, and then doing the things in the physical world that are in alignment with who you want to be. And one of those is if you want to be a six-figure business owner or multiple multiple six-figure business owner, are you really doing your own books? No. 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 You can't be in the weeds and look at it like a CEO or at a high level. If you're spending, like one of the things we hear from our clients all the time is spending all my time doing the books. So when they Mm -hmm. come to us, they say, I need to spend the time looking at the numbers not doing the books. And right. so if you're, if you're, uh, you're trying to be a six figure business, right? If that's the direction you're going, you need to get the help in place today so that that's one hat off of your plate, first of all, like off your head. And that's one thing that you don't have to do anymore. So you can spend your time and it doesn't have to be revenue generating, just to, something that gives, fills your cup, gives you energy. In a visionary <laughs> Yeah, you know, doing something else other than that. Yeah, which for most people, for me especially, I like that sucked the life out of me. Was like doing the accounting part. It was just like I I could feel like my whole body be dragged down. That's that's not a good use of my energy or my time. 
yeah, it's a black cloud. I call it the black cloud. It's like, yeah, it's a black cloud on the to-do list that follows you around that evolution. <laughs> right. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about, um, about the decisions that people can make from this place of, of abundance of knowledge. What is it, first of all, that they need to, to know? What do, what do they need to, well, obviously does, let me ask, start with this question. Does everybody need a bookkeeper? Um, I truly believe that every business owner should have a bookkeeper. Um, I don't believe that you should be doing your own books. There creates an accountability. Um, we hear from a lot of our clients who will say, I was commingle bus- commingling business and personal, but now that I know you're looking at it, I don't. <laughs> or, um, you know, um, I... I wasn't really confident about where I was categorizing things or that, that my income and expenses were categorized correctly, but now I don't have to worry about it because I know an expert has it. Mm-hmm. We've seen too many people overpay in taxes or not take enough expenses as deductions on their tax return because they weren't confident in their bookkeeping because you're not the expert. And so I truly believe that if you are consistently bringing revenue into your business, and you are consistently spending money in your business. You need an accounting system and you need a bookkeeper so that you have a checks and balance. You know it's done accurately. And then you have accountability so that they can provide you with reports and you can look at them. Yeah. And this also like, I like the accountability part because when you do go to spend money on something, you have somebody that's at least, like if you've got a, a, a service like yours or, or just somebody who's who's overseeing this with you, not to ask their permission, but it makes you kind of, check yourself and say like, do I really need this? Or am I making it from this place of lack? Am I making it? Am I, and and we talked about talking about this, that shiny object syndrome. It slows the pace of that at least, right? So I call it the 48 hour rule. Um, If you have a shiny object or a new investment that you want to purchase in your business, now I'm not talking about like a hundred dollar light for your office. I'm talking about like a new program or, you know, a, a larger investment um, by emailing your bookkeeper. Now he, at Kickstart Accounting, we have a 48 hour gu- guarantee. So when somebody, when one of our clients emails, one of our bookkeepers or accountants, they are required to respond within 48 hours. And so um, clients email us all the time and say, Hey, I'm thinking about buying X, Y, Z. Looking at my income statement for the last you know six to twelve months, can I afford that? Right? Does this bit, the decision make sense to me? Now we'll take forty eight hours and get back to them. Now we've created time, space. We've removed the emotion and the mm. the like. I need it now, and we've given you forty eight hours to pause, and then we've given you data to make that decision. Now we've said to business owners all the time. No, I actually don't think that would be a good choice right now. You're operating at a loss for this year. And at the end of the day, it's their money, right? It's it's yeah. your business. So you're not asking for permission. And then if your bookkeeper says, no, you don't do it. But you've you said, what do the numbers look like? And you can see the numbers. And then you can make an educated decision. Right. You're informed. You're not making this from a place of pure emotion. Right. Um, and I, I like the idea of because this is a question I ask myself and I I tell all of my clients, like, this is, you know, at least ask this question when you're, you're making an investment, you know, of of really any size, that's not like the hundred dollar light. But, but when you're making an investment, um, joining a program, buying a course, hiring a coach, whatever, um, by having that 48 hour window of, of asking someone, you know, do I have the money for this? Is this a smart 
financial decision for me that gives you the space to ask yourself the question and remind yourself you can kind of set up that trigger of, okay, I email her and then I ask myself, why do I want this? Why? Why am I buying this? Am I buying this because I think it will fix me in some way? Am I buying this? And you can figure out then, am I, is, is this something that I feel is, is something that I need to move forward in a healthy way? Or am I feeling I need this because I feel like I'm lacking in some way and I'm looking to be fixed? Because that doesn't typically work out very well. Same investment from a different place can, can definitely lead you someplace else. Um, so I, I, I love this like 48 hour break period and, and not making decisions from that, like that, that, you know, unhealthy need or that unhealthy place, but it is your decision at the end of the day, you can make a decision to be like, Nope, this is an investment I believe in. And I believe that this is taking me to the next level. I believe that these, this is the ne- this, this is the missing piece in my business. I know that I need help with it. I don't desire to do this myself. I'm going to make the choice, but I'm making an informed choice, not with my eyes, not with my back turned to my bank account being like, la, 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 la. I'm going to pretend that I, I, I'm going to be blissfully ignorant about how much money I have or don't have right now. <laughs> Yeah. And here's just to build on this a little bit, one step forward. So maybe a bookkeeper says, Hey, I don't think right now is a good time. You're operating at a loss. You could respond like, like you could have the conversation and say, okay, well, where else is my money going? Right? Mm -hmm. Like what else am I spending money on? And do I need all those other expenses? Like, why am I operating at a loss in the first place? Right? So, you know, first and foremost, where did the money go this year that I'm even operating at a loss? And then um, like we have an expense grading worksheet where we list out all the expenses for our clients. Um, like subscriptions are a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, whatever it might be, your highest expenses. So when you look at your profit and loss statement, you look at the, there's a report called uh, percentage of income. So wherever your highest percentage of income is going, you can list out all those expenses and give it a grade, A, B, and C. Does Anything in the Mm -hmm. C category, do you really need to continue it, right? Like maybe you can disregard, like you can take away that expense and reinvest those dollars into the new shiny object, the new investment strategy. No, I I like that because it's looking at them and saying, not just to get rid of, not just to cut expenses, but but where that that's a, a method for trimming the fat. Right. It's a method for saying like, this is a, this is a leak of your finances right now. Why, why are we keeping this open for things to keep funneling through? Um, But where should, where should people be operating at a level of profitability? Like what are the metrics they should be tracking? What are the, what should they be focusing on as far as financial goals are concerned? Yeah. All right. So that's a loaded question. So we'll take it in in parts. (laughs) We've we've got a little time. So. (laughs) Okay. Um, so where should business owners be in terms of profitability? Um, that's not created equal um, because you could be working 80, 90 hours a, a week in, in your business and be very profitable because you're not paying any other staff members. And so mm-hmm. you might be looking at your profit and loss statement and say, okay, I'm operating like 50% profitability. Like this is great. Maybe even more than that, but it's not great myself. because you're like, it's not sustainable. Sorry. Um, so I want a business owner who has found 
enough of a balance between hiring the support that they need mm-hmm. and working in their business in the way that they want to. After that balance has been found, um, a very healthy business after you have been paid as a business owner is 15% profitability. So this is after you've been paid and after you pay all of your support staff. Um, 10% is still healthy. Once we're 5%, we're on life support, right? Like we need to figure out where we're spending money. 5% is your new zero, right? Like, well, I don't want you breaking even. I don't want you taking a loss. So we need to be operating at 5% or higher profitability. Um, and this is just, just for layman's terms to help everybody. When I talk about your net profit, that means sales minus cost of goods sold minus all of your operating expenses. So it's everything that you need to pay to run your business. That is your profit. And if you take your profit divided by your sales, that will give you your profit margin. And so when I'm talking about these percentages, that's how you get there. Does that make sense with the help? It, it does. And and do you recommend people paying themselves first? So I am not a big subscriber to like a profit first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that those percentages hurt our mental game. Um, I do... I, I want every business owner listening to pay yourself. Absolutely. So when I tell you to look at this profit percentages, it is after you pay yourself. So if after you pay yourself, you're operating at a loss, that's not break even. You are not free money, right? Like I know if you're an LLC, it doesn't show up on in the income statement. There's some manual calculations that you need to do. Uh, talk to your bookkeeper, they can help you do it. Um, but I want you after you pay yourself to be at that 15% margin. Mm-hmm. And when should someone start paying themselves? Um, the day that they start taking revenue from a client. <laughs> Why? Um, I think it creates habits and structure in your business. So I don't care if it's $50 a week. You know what I mean? It can be $50 a month. I don't care what it is. It is, it is creating the habit. It's creating the structure. It is um, rewarding yourself. There's a reward system. There's dopamine. Um, you know, we can go into all the science of the dopamine and, and being rewarded as a business owner. Um, we have seen too many clients who have waited to pay themselves who end up resenting their business. Yeah. You know, like I'm putting in so much work and so much time and so much energy and I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not making anything. And maybe it makes it feel like I just have a hobby and maybe even their spouse, husband, wife is looking at them like, Hey, you're not contributing here. Right. Yeah. So you have a hobby. Um, and so I don't want you that to ever be the case from day one, you to get that dopamine, <laughs> to get that reward, <laughs> um, and to feel that sense of accomplishment. And yeah, I mean, I I think that there's also when you don't pay yourself, there's that little voice in your head that is, is, is still saying you're broke, even though you're not, even though you're not. Yeah. And again, this is how you're going to be operating. You're going to be operating from a place like I'm not good enough. You're going to be operating from a place of, of, of feeling like your clients make more money than you, or that, you you know, that you're not, that, that you're you're not, you don't respect yourself and you don't respect your business enough to say like the CEO doesn't get paid at my, at my company. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it creates a sense of, I'm not worthy. I'm mm-hmm. not worthy of my business isn't enough. I'm not enough. I'm not valuing my time and energy. So yeah, I want you to get paid right away. 
So how do they how do they start making these decisions? Where would somebody start if right now? So maybe they have a bookkeeper that's not necessarily part of like the bigger picture. They're just kind of like running the books. They're not really like it sounds like your team. What you do, you guys run more like a like a like a financial voice in the company that's there to kind of at least be like your your financial conscience and let you know like this is where you are like it just has an idea of your bigger picture. So what do you say to somebody who has like maybe just that like very transactional bookkeeper that you like you send them your stuff, they do the numbers and then they send them back to you and that's all they have. Um where do you where where do you suggest somebody go? Yeah, from there? um a few things. So if that's what you have today, it's okay, right? Like mm-hmm. I um, sometimes get embarrassed for my industry. There's too many bookkeepers out there. Like, um, not like I have my CPA and my master's and, and but not all bookkeepers do right. Not all accounting right. firms do. You can go to, I think it's called like bookkeeping Academy or something like that. And you can be a very unqualified bookkeeper. So first and foremost, I want to know that your books are accurate and that they're set up correctly. Um, but if you feel confident in your bookkeeper's ability, um, we've also heard from, from business owners that their bookkeepers don't actually send them reports. Mm. Um, so if that's the case, I want you to get on the phone or shoot your bookkeeper an, e- an email. You need to know what system your books are in. So are you in QuickBooks? Are you in Zero? Are you in QuickBooks Desktop? Uh, we have business owners who have no idea what their books are even being kept in. So you need to know what system. And say, I would like to get on a regular cadence of reporting with you. What does that look like? And what is the fee? So for us, when we work with our clients, they can pick weekly, monthly, or quarterly. And that's how often they get financial reports. And not every firm operates that way. And so they might be keeping your books because all that's important to them is taxes. Mm-hmm. And so they don't need to give you anything till the end of the year. And so the first thing I want you to do is to make sure that you're getting your reports on a regular basis. Um, the next question is what reports, right? Because not every bookkeepers are going to bookkeepers going to send you the same reports. I want you to look at your balance sheet and the income statement. Now, those are your two basic ones. When we send our clients, their financials, what they receive is their income statement in like four different versions. They get an income statement by month for the last 12 months, income statement year to date versus prior year, um, income statement for the month versus prior year, and then income statement as a percentage of sales. That's a lot of information. And that's why we summarize it. So every client gets a summary. So ask your bookkeeper, can they summarize it for you? Like, hey, I know there's a lot of reports here. Can you also send me a summary so that I don't have to go line by line? So ask. You know, we've had we've had clients who've asked us, like, hey, this it's really important for me to know how much I'm taking in owner's draws. I'm like, okay, cool. We'll put it in the report. All they had to do is ask, because not what's important to you isn't important to your, your neighbor, your, your combiner, right. your coworker, right? So you need to voice what's important to you to your bookkeeper. And if they're willing to give you these reports, once they give that to you, then on a, I would love for everybody to do it on a monthly basis. If it's quarterly, it's quarterly. But take that time to really look at the reports. Look at each of those profit and loss statements that I mentioned. And look and see what the numbers tell you. Am I... Uh, is my revenue up compared to last year or down? And and why? Like I want for every line item, I want you to explain why. And that's why we really encourage all of our clients to get on a, on a call with us. Not because we're strategizing anything like anything crazy. We're not strategists. We are bookkeepers. But what we give them the opportunity to do is say, hey, 
Nicole, I see that your revenue is down from last year. What do you think about that? Why do you think that is? And then you would have to tell me. Yeah. Right. Well, and there's, there's also, there, there's something about about stepping into that role of saying like, I I'm going to, it helps you make informed decisions. So something like, um, something like having, looking at this report, looking at the year over year and recognizing that, because I've had this happen where you, you're kind of, you know, people are rolling off, you know, people are not going to renew or you, you had something that you thought was going to close and it didn't. So you make a story up in your mind and, And that story is usually much worse than the actual story that's playing out in front of you. But if you only have it in your mind, you're only dealing with it emotionally and through the lens of potentially fear. Um, You know, what does this mean? Doom and gloom Um, or artificially rosy sunglasses that are making you make uh, see things in, in a, in a, in a, in a way, way too positive outlook, which you don't, you just don't want to be making these uninformed decisions from this place of just like, I think it's this, or I feel like this. When you look at it, you could say something like, cause this was an, this was something that happened to me. That was interesting. I had anticipated one month was going to be like my worst month. I had people that um, weren't renewing. I had this, I had some other things happening where sales were down, but I had raised my prices and that was such an eye opening moment for me of because I, it actually ended up being a very high month revenue for me. I didn't sign as many people, but I signed them at a much higher rate. I signed some private clients. I did some other things. And I was like, it gave me a whole new outlook on my business where I was like, oh, I actually, like I did this not, not without breaking a sweat, but, but this felt good. This felt, this, this all felt like I was bringing in money in the right ways. I did things I really leveraged here some high ticket offers. I built out a product suite. It told me a story about my business that it was a theory. I was doing things where I was like, oh, I'm going to start offering this. I'm going to start offering this. I did it. There was a strategy in my head, but it wasn't until the numbers came in that I was able to really see how that story played out. And that helped me make better decisions going forward where I was like, all I have to do to keep revenue going up is maybe increasing this offer, getting somebody in every month on this. If I get somebody in on this, it tells me what sales I want to run. It tells me what what where I oh. want to put certain things. And it's helped me to make better decisions where I'm not working. I don't want to say I'm not working as hard. I definitely have more free time and I feel more free with the time that I have. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel as tense. It doesn't feel like I'm pushing. I don't feel like I'm hustling. Is really what it is. Yeah. It got to be easy. Why? Because I'm making decisions from a very different place. Can I elaborate on that? I think yes. A beautiful scenario. I I just want to give another perspective to it because it's just it recently came up with a client. Um, we had sent the year to date financials compared to last year, and I said. Yes, you are not profitable this year, right? Yes, you are, um, you know, it's still really early in the year. Um, However, um, this particular client had spent a lot of time, money, and energy in hiring employees and contractors to help her find freedom in her time. Um, Again, same, same concept of getting out of the hustle, hustle, hustle mentality. She knew that she... She couldn't continue to grow and service her clients 
and sign new clients unless she had other team members to help her with the operations. And she even hired a few people who were client facing. And so she had to hire them. So there was hiring costs. There was training costs because those people weren't revenue generating yet. They weren't actually serving clients yet. So by looking at the numbers, she was able to say, this is what it's telling me. Not that I should stop doing it, but that I need to get my team producing revenue as soon as possible. Right. But I have time, right? I have time back. And I see in the future, I'm going to have even more time back when this team is operating and I've had them trained and they they can they can help me in a way that gives me my time and energy back. And so this can be on the revenue side and this could be on the expense side, whether that be with team members, employees, contractors, or software um, mm-hmm. uh, that can help aid in the pieces of your, your business that are causing you time and headaches. No, I love that. I love that because she, she asked the question, why? Like, so she hired these people. She had a why. She was like, because I want my time back. I, I don't love what I do is a potential. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know this woman, but I'm going to guess she was probably feeling maybe a little suffocated by her business. Burnt out. Burnt out. Burned out, um, and the answer is, and and that's a that's a psychological thing we have to go through, which is that that fear of, will I have the revenue to pay these people? So I'm going to hire, I'm going to, I, I'm going to get my time back, but will I be able to afford that? And knowing your numbers and understanding what it looks like lets you know how much time you have, lets you know how you need to speed up time. Like, okay, if I get these people up and running, I should be able to get them revenue producing by X, and it just you're in the driver's seat. Yeah. Now, before she hired them, we had talked before she hired them. So she had called us a few months ago. We we mapped out, we budgeted how much she needed in order to get prepared. So she knew she wanted to have three months worth of their hourly rate and sh- enough to pay for all the subscriptions that she was going to have to add on to hire them. Um, she was very prepared and very risk adverse. We have other clients who we say, all right, they're ready to hire and they are more, you know, I'm jumping at two feet, right? I don't right, have time right. to save. I don't have time to save, but there are, but that's their risk tolerance. So you have to use your numbers, check in with yourself. What is my risk tolerance? What, mm-hmm. what do you, know, who am I? What do I feel comfortable with? Do I feel comfortable with hiring people and then figuring it out as I go and, and knowing that the abundance will follow me or do I need to have this money saved and ready? And I'm going to come into this more planned and prepared. Neither one is wrong, right? I think our money story. Personality. Yes. Yeah. And our experiences. And it's like, I always say like from, from a a money, we'll say manifestation, but in money energetic standpoint, you know, we, we want to feel certain now we don't know the outcomes of everything, but we want to feel certain that we took a step that we feel very, very confident in. And that never really comes from being completely blind because there's always that possibility in your head of saying like, what if, what if I was wrong? What if the feeling was wrong? And then you're letting the feeling in the moment shift you where suddenly now fear is showing up and telling you like, but what if, what if this doesn't work? If you have everything, you're like, no, I, I, I made this decision from a very informed place. I took this step confidently and that that's all you can do, but there's such power in that. 
there's such power in that your energy is so much stronger in that space than the one where you're just like, I'm just going to go for it. I'm not going to look at how much I spent this month. I'm not going to look at how much I spent this year. I'm not going to look at how much money is coming in. I'm just not going to look at it. And I'm going to hope and pray that this all works out, that this is the magic one. And so I, I, I love that your team supports CEOs in this space, because I, I don't think that that uh, there's a lot of, like I was saying, transactional bookkeepers, transactional yeah. contractors that treat themselves like contractors. You really come in like a, like a virtual member of the team, which I love. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being here. I, I, I love this conversation. I think that this is a needed thing. And it certainly, if anyone is looking at scaling your business, if you're looking to getting out of like being that one person, that solopreneur, the next step really is um, if you're not there already, is uh, owning the financial side and and handing it off though. Like you own it from the visionary standpoint, you own it from that CEO standpoint. Um, when you work at a corporation, the CEO is not doing the books. <laughs> Someone comes in and gives them the highlight reel. They look at the numbers. They say, this is the story that I'm being, this is the story I'm seeing. And this is the decision I'm making from here. Okay. Now go do that. Now go implement. That's, that's where we want you going. And, and having a, a team like yours is, is definitely a step in the right direction for that. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing what you do and sharing your story and just, and, and educating everybody on this. I appreciate you. Yeah. I hope everybody can walk away with one action step. Um, don't forget to take a piece of action, right? Like whether it be running one report or looking at one number, um, listening to the podcast is the first step, but then taking some type of action from this is the next step. So um, just a reminder to take one action from this episode. Uh, I promise you it's like going for the first walk or going for your first run. Um, momentum breeds on momentum. And so if you take one action today, the next step is going to be a little bit easier. Absolutely. And just like I said earlier, that that up leveling is is the process of energetically and physically cleaning up your shit. This is energetically you're you're saying I'm ready for this. This is where I, what I want for myself. And then the physical part is actually making the call, taking the step, taking some action in alignment with that. So calling up Danielle, like looking up your team or or someone that does something like this, where you're you're taking action to 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 take control of your finances, which takes control of your business. Yeah, find the right team, right? You yeah. I, I hate hearing that they're like, uh, I hear from business owners all the time. Yeah, I should know my numbers, but I really don't like my bookkeeper. So find <laughs> anybody, right? It, it doesn't have to be me and my team. I just want you to find somebody that you can call and ask these questions to and have this conversation. Money can be fun. We said it earlier. Money can be sexy. Numbers can be sexy. I want everyone to enjoy owning a business because I think um, what, what everyone is doing is really powerful. I love it. Well, where can everybody stay in touch with you? Uh, kickstartaccountinginc.com. Uh, don't forget the ink um, is the best place. That's our website. You can listen to our podcast, Entrepreneur Money Stories. You can find the link right there. Uh, you can book a call. Come come chat with us if you want to talk about your specific situation, your, your strategies. Um, we are more in reach than you even think. So come talk to us, um, have that conversation. And um, if you... Um, wanted to connect with us on Instagram. I keep on laughing because if you thought accounting can't be funny, um, my marketing team has seemed to make uh, these beautiful reels that have me cracking up every time. <laughs> so uh, come check out funny accounting reels. <laughs> well, start accounting. 
Well, don't worry. We've got you covered. If you didn't write all of that down, we've got you covered. This will all be linked up in the show notes. You can be magically transported over to all of those destinations. If you hop on over to wherever you're listening to this podcast, hop on down to the show notes, click the link and be taken exactly to where you want to go. Danielle, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you, listener, for being here till the end of this show, the end of this conversation, for being a part of it with us. We appreciate you. Remember, You are only limited by the limitations that you accept. And when you stop accepting those limitations, that is when you become limitless. So go out there and be limitless, everyone. I'll see you in the next one. If you loved this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you want to stay in touch with us, we would love to have you as a part of our Facebook community, Practical Manifestors. It's a community for process-driven women looking for clear and actionable steps to embodying a life of wealth and alignment. Join us at Practical Manifestors in Facebook or go to www.innerceogroup.com. 